Okay, so this episode is about something called Project Pegasus. Now, Project Pegasus is something that was supposedly completely legitimate, but was attempted to be covered up by the uh, United States government. Now, I'm just going to get right into it because it's super exciting, and it's probably one of the more exciting episodes I've done. So, in 2004, up until now, actually, he's been speaking about it, a Washington-based attorney by the name of Andrew D. Basiago uh, began telling his story of a top-secret organization called Project Pegasus. Now, although he was only about, I think, seven, seven or eight years old at the time, Basiago claims he had, from 1968 to 1972, participated in a number of bizarre experiments that took him on journeys through time, space, and potentially into parallel universes. Now, before I go on, I just want to read a Project Pegasus mission statement that was leaked uh, from the U.S. government that the government is not even admitting to or they're completely refusing to discuss when they're asked for a comment. The mission statement is, and I quote, Project Pegasus was the classified defense-related research and development program under the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, in other words, DARPA, in which the U.S. defense technical community achieved time travel on behalf of the U.S. government. So essentially, this, you could argue, is a continuation of sorts of the real Philadelphia experiment. Now, aside from looking online, if you actually take the time to do some real investigative research, you will not find whatsoever any type of files or documents pertaining to this other than this leaked mission statement. And the reason for that, I believe, is because I've said in another episode where I covered actually the Philadelphia experiment, many of these classified top secret experiments seem to have little to no paper trail, right? And so the mission of Project Pegasus was to study the effects of time travel and teleportation on children, as well as to relay information about past and future events to the U.S. president, uh, more so the intelligence community, as well as the military. Now, the project, as the story goes, involved a total of about 140 to 150 children who would go on to become America's first generation of chrononauts, as they called it according to uh, Andrew Basiago. And the children, specifically adolescent children, they were recruited for their ability to adapt to the strains of moving between past, present, and future. Now the question is how, right? So while Basiago claims there were several time travel devices at work during the experiments, the majority of his temp uh, temporal adventures can be attributed to Nikola Tesla, believe it or not. So documents retrieved from Tesla's New York City apartment after his death in January 1943 revealed the schematics for a teleportation machine using something that Andrew Basiago calls radiant energy. The machine, essentially what it would do is it would form a, a shimmering curtain of sorts, if you can envision that, between two elliptical booms. Now, Radiant energy is a form of energy that Tesla discovered that is latent and pervasive in the universe and has among its properties the capacity to bend uh, space-time, right? Now, passing through this curtain of energy, Basiago would enter a vortal tunnel, quote-unquote, that would send him to whatever destination he was planning to go to. Now, 
The other teleportation devices included a plasma confinement chamber in New Jersey and a jump room, as they called it, in El Segundo in California. Now, there were also some kind of holographic technology which allowed them to travel both physically and virtually uh, through space-time. And they weren't always safe. I mean, this is the whole point. These were experiments, right? And according to the Huffington Post, one of Bas uh, Basiago's cohorts, Alfred Weber, recalls one instance in which a child returned from his temporal voyage before his legs. Like, his, the upper part of his body returned, but his legs didn't return. And he said he was writhing in pain with just stumps where his legs had been. Now, these bugs, according to Weber, have been ironed out in the 40 or so years since the experiments began. Now, that was one of Andrew Basiago's uh, compatriots or cohorts or co-workers, whatever you want to call it. As for his own personal trips, Basiago described traveling through the Vortal Tunnels as a rough and turbulent experience. So... The question then becomes, where did Basiago travel during these experiments? Because as much as I would like to delve into the technological aspect of it, it's very difficult for me to do so. And the reason is, is because there's very little information other than Nikola Tesla's retrieved documents, right? So several of Andrew Basiago's voyages led him to the 1800s. On one occasion, he found himself at Gettysburg on November 19, 1863, the day that President Abraham Lincoln gave his famous Gettysburg address. Now, as Basiago explains, he was dressed up as a Union bugle boy. However, he felt that his oversized shoes were drawing too much attention, so he wandered away from the crowd only to be photographed as... I'm going to put a, a photo, by the way, of what, what Andrew Basiago claims to be him from 1863 at the uh, Gettysburg address. But if you look at the photo, you, you'll see a kid very clearly, a young kid with very big shoes. And it really didn't look like he was, you know, dressed and particularly clothed from that time frame, which is quite interesting, to be honest with you. And it, it kind of it baffles me in a certain sense because, I mean, the government has been very secretive on what they've been hiding with regards to to Tesla's work and experimentation, aside from the fact that we all know Tesla wanted to make electricity, you know, free and, and all that, right? So, Basiago also traveled to the Ford Theater, he claimed, on the evening that President Lincoln was assassinated. In fact, he did so multiple times, even running into himself twice, though he never actually witnessed the assassination. So, in other words, when Andrew Basiago would travel through you know, to, to, to one particular event or a certain point in time, what would then happen is that he would, if he would return to that particular event, he would then see the past uh, version of himself in an alternate reality of sorts, if I'm explaining this correctly, there as well. So there would be multiple, I guess you could say, versions or variations of him. And the one interesting thing is that each trip, he says, was slightly different than the last, leading Basiago to believe that it wasn't just time travel at work, but he was also being sent into slightly different alternative realities on adjacent timelines, right? Now, of course, he has no evidence to, like, empirical evidence to back that up, but at the end of the day, I mean, there's this photograph, there's the leaked Pro Project Pegasus statement, but again, we also have to consider the fact that um, to, if, I'm, if I were to cover both sides of the, co uh, the coin, so to speak, the CIA and the, the military and many intelligence communities have attempted to 
you know, do many different projects and many different things that never ended up completely working out in the long run. And I'm not saying Project Pegasus did or didn't work out. All I'm saying is that we, we don't know, right? Ultimately, we don't know, but we could presume. I mean, if anyone else has any information, then please feel free to come forward or, you know, make a comment about it uh, beneath uh, the link of this, uh, this video. But anyways, let's, uh, let's move on. So in the 1980s, Basiago, working under Project Pegasus, utilized the aforementioned, uh, the jump room, as I spoke about earlier, to teleport to Mars, as he claims, with the express mission of acting as an ambassador to the Martian civilization. Now, here's a little bit, I, I was a little hesitant to mention this, but I realized if I didn't mention it, then it would kind of do a bit of a disservice to the people watching and listening. Basiago claimed that William Stillings and President Barack Obama amongst a number of other major figures, were traveling alongside him. So during his many travels to Mars, Basiago claimed he encountered many extraordinary things, not the least of which were, um, you know, towering dinosaurs and what he described as humanoid scorpion men, which resembles very similar to that of the, the reptilian and lizard people that they speak of. So according to Basiago, the roaming... Martian dinosaurs were known to essentially devour any humans who found themselves on, on Mars, which, again, it's completely up to you to interpret and decide for yourself, and I encourage you guys to do your own research. But anyways, if I uh, go on here, if I were to carry on here, the, the new Project Pegasus with Andrew Basiago supposedly positioned as team leader is apparently campaigning for the United States government to publicly disclose its teleportation technology. They believe this would benefit humanity as a whole and make transportation both on Earth and throughout the cosmos instantaneous and environment-friendly, or, you know, something along those lines, right? So, here's the thing about all this. This attorney, uh, I was just about to call him president. This, this attorney, Andrew Basiago, is claiming that's completely legitimate. I looked into his background. Aside from these particular claims, seems like a pretty decent attorney. Doesn't seem like anything crazy. Like he doesn't have any, you know, um, experiences with uh, having any medical issues or mental health issues or anything of the sort. And so that seems to check out, at least on a, you know, the, on a public record side of things. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we have to come to our own conclusions about what we think this is, right? And ultimately, Basiago did say that his father had previously worked for the Ralph M. Parsons Engineering Corporation, where he helped develop the technology. But, you know, at the same time, there's very little proof to, to discuss this, um, to validate this, rather. And so... When Basiago was brought to participate in his first jump, as he called it, he said he claimed that his father had already been time traveling for many, many years at the Curtis Wright Corporation in New Jersey. And it was here where he was first exposed to the portal. He would later use himself to teleport through time and space. Now, the portal itself, Basiago describes as two parentheses-shaped booms that were eight feet tall and spaced about 10 feet apart. He describes the, like, the computer configuration, um, 
from like where from which the portal was being controlled as rudimentary and plugged into the wall with a power cord that would look more fitting if it led to a like a, a drill press or something and um like a, like just a, a massive cord right and so upon activation this time traversing machine created a sort of vortal tunnel from radiant energy right and his first journey brought him to the state of New Mexico. And even though it, he remained in the same, the same time period, he didn't travel back in time, he didn't go forward in time, he just went from New Jersey to the state capital of New Mexico, right? And later in his life, he said he was able to corroborate the Capitol building as a common location involved in the program from a woman who claimed that she saw people materialize there. In other words, a woman who would constantly see young people just kind of pop up in the state capitol out of nowhere, out of thin air, literally. And again, like I said, eventually he traveled back to Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg address and all that. But at the end of the day, we have to take this with a particular grain of salt. And we have to understand that I am sure, I'm more than positive that these type of experiments have gone on. The question then becomes, are these experiments successful, right? And so, Mr. Basiago has also claimed that many people who are going to become, you know, presidents later in their lives and, and whatnot are visited from from people, you know, 50, 60 years in the future, 30 years, 40 years in the future, Essentially saying, you know, you're going to become the, the next leader of the free world or you're going to hold another high position of sorts. And so ultimately, I think what happens here is that Mr. Basiago claims that these people like Obama and, and Bill Clinton and, and Ronald Reagan and what have you, they're sort of mentally prepared for what's to come. And they know the events that need to take place in order for them to get to where they're going to be in a, which is, you know, a position of power. And so I think that ultimately... Whether it's true or not, it's certainly something to look into. Now, whether or not Mr. Basiago is lying, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure. I mean, like I said, I looked into his, his background. He seemed pretty clean. He seemed like he, uh, he checked out and things were pretty good. And the reason why he said he spoke out about this is because he believes that everyone should have access to teleportation. And... I don't know. I know at one point he tried to run for president and he he was told, he said by people in the future, between 2016 and I think 2028, he was going to be uh, president of the United States. I'm not so sure. I mean, I can't tell. It's only 2020 as of the, the year and time I'm recording this. But at the end of the day... I think this the project certainly the the project certainly did exist. It, it's not a matter of whether or not it existed. It's a matter of whether or not Basiago is completely telling the truth. Maybe he was actually involved, and they gave him something. They shot him up with something at the end of the project that made him forget and sound a little bit crazy. And again, this could also be another form of psychological warfare, like a psyop, like I've spoken about many times before. I mean, this could be something that they said to. Mr. Basiago, that uh, they're, they're using him as sort of the, the front man to kind of ridicule 
these these proposals and these theories. And so anything else that comes out about Project Pegasus just sounds ridiculous, right? So at the end of the day, could Basiago really have time traveled through history via a super clandestine and secretive government program called Project Pegasus? We'll probably never know, probably never find out. I mean, but in today's political climate, there have been a number of unforeseen revelations and disclosures that might have seemed seems very absurd in the past, right? So ultimately, if this is true, I certainly think that it is an absolutely, you know, top secret experiment and is something that no government will ever speak on, no matter how advanced advanced we as a people get technologically. And it would also mean that if it, if it came out publicly enough where the government would have to address it, they'd have to disclose to the American public that they've been, you know, that the people all around the world really have been blinded from an ongoing and long-standing extraterrestrial presence. And so ultimately, I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff to this story. There's another part of the story that links in to Basiago saying that ETs really came and confronted us when we first developed and used atomic weapons because they say that it affects the cosmos and all that. And so ultimately, I think that we have to come up with a conclusion on our own. I'm just here to present the evidence and put everything together in a way that seems logical and reasonable. So let me know what you guys think. Feel free to like, comment, rate, subscribe, and let me know uh, your thoughts on this particular project and if you think that there's any validity to it or not. And we will catch you guys next time. Thank you.